Good morning. Is it? Devotion. So I've heard some people say, what is devotion? What, what's a devotion? Right? Well, I think the best thing to do right now is be uh, as real as possible. That's why we came here, right? Last night was awesome. Jackie talked about heroes. And um, last night, fellowship was awesome. And I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And then woke up at 6. Actually, I laid down at 2, probably went to sleep at 3 and got up at 6. So I got about three hours of sleep. Whenever that happens, I'm just like... I know, and it's important for you to know, like, if you don't sleep good, you don't eat good, you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, your day is going to be like this. And I know if I don't sleep good, I'll be super emotional. And that includes anger, that includes uh, weeping, whatever. And so, how many of you this morning got up and prayed? Yeah. So that's what the devotion's about. And that's what... The, the, a lot of times when I wake up, you know, praise the Lord some mornings I, before I open my eyes and I know that I'm awake, Lord, before I open my eyes and start to sin, Please let this day be dedicated to you. So, Lord, we do ask for you this morning that this day would be dedicated to you from this point on, Lord, because so far we are losing the battle. And, Lord, we give you all praise for strengthening us in this moment and that you send those out to help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Right? So far, besides three guys in here, we're losing the battle. So right now, if you see like Saving Private Ryan, everyone storming the beach of Normandy, they get off the boat, everyone's getting to the beach, most people are dying, right? Except these three guys in here. And they make it to that little point where they can get down and go, okay, which way are we going? We're going this way. Lay down some fire so we can get up and run, right? That's what we're doing right now in this devotion. And I know that most of us struggle with prayer because most of us wake up in the morning. Maybe it wasn't you today. Maybe you've had a good week or a good month or a good, you know, however long, good year in prayer. If you've had a good year in prayer, please come see me afterwards. And, you know, here's here's how well I don't do in prayer. I have this book right here. Andrew Murray. Maybe some of you guys heard of him. He's a Dutch Reformed guy. Maybe that's scary to you. But all this is about prayer. And he does, this guy is really uh, awesome. So I'm going to read you a piece of that this morning because sometimes when I wake up, just like you, I'm in a battle. And I know I should be praying. The Spirit says, pray. And then I'm like, ah, okay, I'm going to pray after I get some coffee. Right? And so I get my coffee and I sit on the couch. Oh, 
I got to start the fire first. I get the fire going, and I sit back on the couch. I should probably eat something. And then I go eat breakfast. And while I'm making breakfast, the Spirit's telling me to pray. And then I eat breakfast. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to brush my teeth. I go brush my teeth. And you know what I'm saying? It goes on and on and on and on and on. And so, a lot of times, when I'm in that struggle, even if I'm in, like, just my heart is so wandering off, and I'm being disobedient, and I'm not looking at the Lord, and I'm more like this. And I know the Lord's calling me and talking to me, but I'm, I'm like this. Yeah, Lord. Um, and then when I do start to engage in prayer, when I close my eyes to pray, I see my idols. I see the AR that I'm building. I see a new tire for my bike. I see what I want, the work I want to do at the church, the works. And I see these things. And then in between that, I, I try to hit the reset button. Okay, Lord, please help me. And then as, as I'm doing that, again, I see my idols. And so that's why this is good. And so the Lord is, I, I, um, I don't read this every day. And, you know, sometimes I'll go through a month period where I'm like, every day I'm doing this certain devotion. And then after that, it's like three months and I just look at it. Oh. You know, right? And so that's totally relatable, right? So the other day I opened up and I'm like, okay, you're the pastor, you better snap out of it and get to it, right? So <laughs> it's a little harder for us because you got to do it. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. And so I'm going to read to you what I just read yesterday. And I went, oh, that, that's it. Andrew Murray said this. And this is, a, this is there's seven books in this. Uh, and they're all about prayer. This book is uh, the life of prayer, the prayer life. And I know, aren't you guys in Buell do something on Sunday nights with prayer? Yeah? Perfect. So this says, our lives have a great influence on our prayers. Just as in the same way our prayers influence our lives. Yeah. We, we know that. We know that Hey, if I'm praying, my life's going to be heading in the right direction, right? But our life has a greater influence on prayer than we're allowing prayer to have on our life. Obviously, three guys raised their hand this morning, right? Like, yeah. That's where we're at. And he says, the entire life of man is continuous prayer. Whether you you're doing it or not. To nature or to the world, to provide for his wants and make him happy. This natural prayer and desire of the heart can be so strong in a man who also prays to God that the words of prayer that his mouth utters 
cannot be heard. At times, God cannot hear the prayer of your lips because the desires of your heart after the world cry out to him much more strongly and loudly. And I read this after I'm struggling in prayer and looking at my idols. Right? But praise the Lord, on those moments when I'm veering off and my heart's wandering, we all know what that is, is it, I don't want to, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do Bible roulette this morning. I don't want to, I know what I'm about to read. I know what the next chapter holds in it, and I'm just going to, Change my oil first. <laughs> and the Lord always, something will prompt me like, well, why don't you just read this? And, you know, every time I open up a, my devotion or whatever book it is I'm reading, it always seems to be, that's what I, what I need to hear. I don't read a lot of books. I might take a book and it might take me three months to read it. I wish I could be more like Jackie. This guy's like, he's reading 30 books in three days. And so, but every time I do open up the book, the Lord's like, this is where you are. Amen. He goes on to say, life exercises a mighty influence over prayer. Your life does. A worldly life, a self-seeking life, makes prayer powerless and an answer impossible. With many Christians, there is a conflict between life and prayer. Life holds the upper hand. But prayer can, only, or can also exercise a mighty influence over life. If I give myself entirely to God in prayer, then prayer can conquer the life of the flesh and sin. The entire life may be brought under control of prayer. Prayer can change, renew the whole life because prayer calls in and receives the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit to purify and sanctify our life. Many think that they must with their defective spiritual life, work themselves up to prayer. We do, right? I I was just explaining that. They do not understand that only only in proportion as the spiritual life is strengthened can prayer life increase. Prayer and life are inseparably connected. What do you think? Which has the stronger influence over you? Prayer for five or ten minutes? Or the whole day spent on the desires of the world? Let it not surprise you if your prayers are not answered. The reason may easily lie here. Your life and your prayers are at strife with each other. Your heart is more wholly devoted to living than to prayer. Learn this great lesson. My prayer must rule my whole life. What I request from God in prayer is not decided in five or ten minutes. What we need is not decided in five or ten minutes. I must learn to say, at the end of the day, I've prayed with my whole heart. That's, you know, as I was reading that, I thought, I don't know if I'll read that. It's pretty legalistic. Good. That's what I needed today. And that's exactly where I've been. But you know, the Word gives us 
directions on where to pray, how to pray, what to do. And so I named this devotion Praying in the Heavenly Places because that's where we're always directed. That's what Jackie was talking about last night, about being in Christ. In is, to me, I shared it last year and the year before, and every Sunday at church there's a mention of the word in because it's where, it's our position, where we have to be in Christ. That's where all the promises are. That's where all the answered prayer is. That's where it all happens. That's where the miracles happen. That's where your prayers get answered. It's all there. If you want to pray and have your prayer answered, you pray in Christ while you're in Him, because you know He's in you. But if you put yourself in Him mentally, say la, meditate on this, I'm in you, Christ. And when you do that, the more you do it, the less you'll sin, because you can't sin while you're in Him. Right? The prayer life, we need to step up. Step up the prayer life. Instead of just asking for what it is that I need this morning or what I need today or, you know, the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, is an amazing prayer. It's super amazing because if you get in the right set, if you're in Christ while you pray that prayer, you're not praying alone. You're praying with the rest of the saints. To put your prayer life into a place with the Spirit, right? You ask the Spirit, Holy Spirit, please intercede for me. And that's what we need to be focusing on today and tonight, you know, as we engage together and what the messages are going to tell us, that we are saints together. Look at this picture. If Book of Revelation, in, di- in, in different places, you see the scene. And they're all, all these people, multitudes are before the Lord in heaven. Right? And they're all speaking the same thing simultaneously. Right? Because at this point, they are like Christ, in which the Holy Spirit in them, just like in the Mount of Transfiguration, when we're transformed, it's from the inside out. The Holy Spirit pushes out every bit of corruption that's in us and we are made like Him when we see Him, right? So they're all speaking the same thing. Why? Because they're all on the same page. We can do that today. And that's what the Lord's Prayer is. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, it will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Forgive us of our trespasses. It's a we thing. And when you recognize and you ask the Holy Spirit to intercede for you, Holy Spirit, please intercede for me. I don't know what to pray for. And you know that He's interceding for you. You ask for it and trust that He's doing it. Guess what? I'm I'm, I'm betting this on the day that we stand before the Lord that when you are praying in the Spirit, There's other saints in the world that have asked for the same thing. They've recognized the picture in the book of Revelations where we see the saints all together saying the same thing, praising God. And that there's saints in the world that are praying the exact same prayer that you're saying right now. Our Father who is in heaven. And so when we start to pray for our needs and for our struggles, it's also for the other saints who are saying it right now. 
Father, please help with the struggle. I'm wandering. Please help your saints where we struggle. Jesus gave us the directions in John chapter 17 when he said in his prayer for the saints, Father, make them as one, as we are one. What does that mean? We can engage in that right now. That prayer life now. Step up the prayer life. We don't have to just pray for ourselves, but we're praying in unison as one. And what does that do? When you enter that place of prayer, I'm guaranteeing it's bringing glory to God in heaven. When the angels look down and they see all these people, all these saints praying the same thing, it's like, we're going to see it. In Daniel chapter 10, there's so many different places in the Word. I just did Daniel chapter 10, so it's easy for me to look at that. But um, here's the picture. Here's the picture. And suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees. This is just after he sees this picture of Christ. We see the same picture of Christ in Revelation chapter 1, so we're looking at this piece here. And then, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking these words to me, I stood trembling. And then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand... And to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, came and and helped me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. In the beginning of chapter 10, it says that Daniel was grieved and he started to pray and fast. And so he didn't eat uh, certain things and he didn't take a bath for 21 days. Those are the 21 days that the angel was being withheld until Michael came. When we pray in the Spirit, God's doing something. But you got to be in the Spirit if you want to receive the answer. And so for 21 days, he was fasting in prayer, waiting to see. And then the angel comes and says, Hey, all this time, I've been, we've been fighting for you. That's a pretty big deal. If we step up our prayer life and we're p- praying in the heavenly places... Those prayers are being answered. If there is angels in heaven that are receiving instructions from the Lord to help us, and they are struggling in the fight, just like probably Gabriel is, could be, could not be, doesn't say he is. But the point is, if they are doing that and struggling, we probably should be right alongside the fight. We're asking for the battle to be fought for us, and we're not in it. Right? Paul tells us 
in Ephesians chapter 6, do we don't wrestle with, let me look at it. Ephesians 6, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. That's your place, your position. If you want to be strengthened, you got to be there. In Him. And in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Right there is just a list of the, uh, the ranks of the demonic forces. They're, they're in ranks. Jesus also tells us how to fight the fight against them. He tells us in Matthew that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And likewise... Wherever two or more of you are together and pray in my name, that will be done. The things that we pray for in heaven. If I'm praying for God to, to fill me with his spirit and give me wisdom, it's being done. But if I am unleashing sin in my life, that's what's being done. That's where the battle is. So if my, my heart is in prayer and in the battle, then the battle is waging and we're winning in the heavenly places. If I'm in sin, if the saints are in sin and we're diving into it, guess who's in heaven and the battle is raging for? The enemy. Right? We have to, you know, it's all the way through. You look at Revelation chapter 1, when John is talking, he's explaining Jesus, right? Revelation chapter 1, he's explaining Jesus. And he says, Then I turned and saw a voice and spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands was one like the Son of Man. Wait a minute. I am the, he says in verse 8, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, both, the, both your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom of patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is in Patmos. Verse 10, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Then Jesus speaks to him. Verse 11, I am the Alpha and the Omega. And the, uh, the first and the last, what you see right in the book, and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, to Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, to Laodicea. Throughout the letters, or throughout here, he says... And the seven lampstands that you saw are the seven spirits of the churches. Write these letters to the seven spirits. Am I wrong? Write these letters to the seven churches. We always recognize it as 
to, to the churches, which is applicable, right? They're applicable to look at church history. They're, they apply in personally to each one of our lives. If you want to know where you are in your walk right now, you can look at Revelation chapter 2 and 3, spin through there and see where you are. Right? But it's to the seven spirits. The last church I was at, my prayer life changed because the battle was so intense. I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't believe it. So I started, I, the spirit I believe led me to pray in heavenly places. And, I, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know. I've, I don't think, I've never read this anywhere in the word that talks about this. But it says right here that these letters to, to the seven spirits who are over the churches. And I don't mean to offend any of you seven guys, but whoever's over this church, step it up. Lord, please help this guy. Help it. We're going to see him. Help that guy. And if not, I'm sorry, give us somebody else. Give this church to someone else. That's a different prayer, isn't it? It's like, whoa, what's happening? What's happening in me? I don't know what's going on here. Is it I'm like so much weirdness in the battle that I was in? I'm asking the Lord, if this is wrong, please just put me on the right track because this is really weird. I've never been to this place before. Right? But I look back at that and I think that action was being happened. Like the Lord said, you and you move. You do this, you do this. And it'll be interesting to see on that day what really happened. But it is that intense, the battle that we are in. And this morning already, we already admitted we're losing the fight. And we need to get back in the fight right now, right? Yeah? So my suggestion is, is after I pray, you pray. Together, right? I'll pray for the Holy Spirit to be with us. And that we pray as one, just as Christ prayed for it to happen. It's going to happen. He prayed. He asked the Father for it to happen. Do you think his prayer is going to get answered? Good chance. And we can engage in that prayer life this morning. Right? Let's step up our game. Father God, we just thank you for this morning and for what you are doing and how you've drawn us here. And that we know, Lord, no man does anything apart from you, not even repentance. So, Lord, I ask that you would strengthen us this morning, that we can pray in spirit and truth, Lord, that our idols and our adulteries would be laid down, and that we could be cleansed and stand in righteousness before you. And, Lord, that you would take us from that righteousness into holiness. And that you would help us knock the dings out of our armor today, Lord. That we can swing the sword and that we can bring you glory. And Lord, if you call for us tonight, today, that we would be found worthy to enter your kingdom and that you would go before us. That on the day for you, that you call us and say, come up here, that we would be found worthy Speaking your truths, Lord, that you would set it up for us, that we would be found bringing you glory at that moment. And we give you all praise for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. I would suggest praying. You want to come up and play?
at least one song so we can pray with each other and, and get back in the battle, right? Because what Mike's going to bring, the rock and road show, yeah, it's, we need to be prepared and prepared for each of the teachings today. Amen? Amen. So let's pray with each other and, you know, we could gather again just like we did last night. You can come get some prayer, but I suggest that you pray with each other.